Tuesday night. You already know the big dogs. We're feeling rowdy, man. We're feeling uh, we're feeling like we want to get a little bit of a scrap in. And uh, honestly, Jordan, if I'm not putting someone in a fucking sleeper hole in about five seconds, I'm going to lose it, man. Uh, big dog ball talk. My name is Jordan Flegel. As we're recording this, uh, breaking news, Draymond Green, Jaden McDaniels, and Clay Thompson ejected from the, uh, the, the Timberwolves versus Warriors game. Uh, in dramatic fashion, early on, emphatic fashion, you could say too, Jordan. I mean, uh, Rudy Gobert, everybody's favorite player in the league. No, uh, no complaints from anybody ever. Uh, putting a, a, a Roddy Roddy Piper style sleeper hold, Jordan, uh, by Draymond Green, the, the number one tough guy in the NBA, or at least you'd like us to see him. Uh, I mean, this does help validate the case. You know, we, we one of the only guys we've seen put both striking and grappling on display, potentially, uh, you know, an MMA career on uh, on the horizon for Draymond Green. But yes. I mean, when you watch this one, Jordan, I mean, he kind of bitched, he kind of bitched Draymond around. I mean, our Draymond kind of bitched Rudy around. I mean, we, we talk about this a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, neither of us huge Draymond fans. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he put the clamps on. It looked like Rudy was gasping for air there. And this is the <laughs> second time we've seen a Timberwolves center get put in a chokehold by a guy. Because you also look back to Ben Simmons choking out Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns on the ground, RNC style. So, uh, you know, this, this, is a, this is a trend, man. I don't know who's next. Nas Reed, protect your neck. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, and am I wrong in thinking it was two minutes into the game? I'm looking at the stat sheet. I think it was. Two minutes. <laughs> I don't know what. I mean, even the initial thing was funny. I don't know why Clay and uh, Jaden McDaniels got tied up there. Clay just kind of grabbed his jersey, it looked like. And then we had, you know, uh, arms flailing. These two teams just played each other the other night, too. I think that's mm-hmm. part of it. I think they're they're sick of it. There were some, and- some words at the end there uh, with Ant yeah. and uh, Draymond uh, with Ant cooking them yeah. uh, for 13 points in the end of the game. Yeah, I, I don't think Clay actually uh, knows how to handle losing, really. I mean, you he, he saw it no. when, you know, when he flashes, you know, the four, uh, I think it was Devin Booker or whatever it was. Like, uh, he's yeah. so used to winning every year. I, I don't think, you know, yeah, the Wolves kind of laid the smack down on him the other night. Probably still. And he's even said he that. doesn't know. What, how else to respond? He's yeah. like, yeah, that was that was corny, but I don't know what else to do. Yeah, so tonight he grabs the jersey, and uh, yeah, Draymond, what are you doing, man? Because, I mean, Rudy just, just went in there just trying to be a peacemaker, you know, peacekeeper, uh, you know, uh, classic French. <laughs> you want an excuse. Classic French move, you know, just going like, hey, everybody calm down, and then Draymond just runs in. I mean, it's also hard to get a guy that much taller than you. Draymond really had to, you mm-hmm. know, extend that arm up there, but yeah. <laughs> Rudy just got both hands up in the air. It's like, hey, what, what's going on? He, like, wound up on the floor somehow. Steve Kerr is telling Draymond, like, cut it out, man. Cut it out, man. This isn't you. This isn't you. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was a great scene. Babe, stop. But my, my, favorite, my favorite from the still is Cat's uh, face. Cat looks almost like he's kind of egging Draymond on. He's like, yeah, yeah. Keep, <laughs> keep, up, the job, the keep up the pressure. Keep up the pressure. It reminded me of uh, the story of when <laughs> – when uh, Dr. J sucker punched uh, uh, Larry Bird a bunch of times, as Charles Barkley, I think it was, just held him back. And the Celtics uh, players, even on the Celtics, were like, yeah, no, Larry was tra- talking so much trash, I just let it, let him have it. He deserved it. It's like all the Timberwolves are like, yeah, let Rudy, uh, you know, uh, be short of uh, breath there for a little bit. But, uh, you I know, actually, funny scene. Like- I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought one of the funny things too is that original kind of like scuffle is so short lived because yeah. everyone just stops what they're doing to see Draymond choking up Rudy Gobert. Like I think the original fight, they just it wasn't squashed or anything. I think no. they just they just were so caught off guard by what was going on. So they're like, all right, well, I guess we're not fighting. We're gonna go break this fight up. Now. Yeah, and it was uh, there was that, no rhyme that's or reason. A star power. There was no rhyme or reason. I just think in Draymond's mind, he just saw a scuffle and was like, 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go choke out Rudy. I don't think he cared what Rudy was doing. <laughs> so, I mean, was this is targeted. On. No, I think it was. This has been planned for a while. And Draymond's already gone crazy this year. Like the stuff with Donovan Mitchell already uh, the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond is is a wild one, man. Uh, shout out Draymond. He's getting worse with age, man. <laughs> he's he's losing Mid- midlife time. crisis. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think you know Rudy Gobert. One of the things he needs to know. I, I mean, I, I guess this isn't probably his base because he's so tall. He's not used to people doing that, yeah. like getting up behind him and getting him down. No, it's impressive. Uh, but I mean, some judo, man. Some taekwondo. <laughs> a women's self defense class. This is one hundred and one, man. Use the hips, extend, yeah. and uh, you know, throw their use their body weight. Go go for the hip toss. Yeah, uh, you got to do something there because again, you're just going tonight. Uh, <laughs> but it's big dog balls like Medic or Jordan Flegel oh, uh, putting man. the chokehold. On the NBA podcast world, yeah. uh, shout out to Draymond Green one last time. But uh, a lot's been going on. Uh, obviously, we missed one, uh, Monday's episode. You're getting this on Wednesday. Uh, surprise, surprise, uh, not bitch. planned, but you're getting it. Uh, and I hope, we hope you love it. Uh, will there be an episode Friday? Maybe. Who knows? We'll keep you guys updated. Follow <laughs> yeah. us at Big Dog Ball Talk to find out. Probably. Uh, but to start it off, Jordan, this year it's been a, a heated, a heated race. For the uh, the rookie of the year uh, crown, and uh, you know between Chet Holmgren and uh, uh, Victor Wembanyama, and while, while it's been competitive, you know both guys are very even uh, statistically. Uh, it wasn't exactly an even uh, or very close game uh, on the scoreboard when these two teams faced off mm-hmm. in their in season tournament game. Uh, 123 to 87 in favor of the Thunder here. Uh, both guys, you know uh, Chet and uh, Victor, you know they 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 had their time to shine, but. Uh, Really, this was a, a a Chet win. I mean, neither of these guys really played well against each other. I think they were both were a little nervous to face each other, knowing that people were going to be kind of dialing up and dialing into this matchup. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, overall, I mean, how, how, the, how do you feel this rookie of the year race has been? Because it has been very tight. Uh, I feel like Chet's still not getting quite the respect that uh, he deserves yet. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, hey, not to uh, toot my own horn here, Matt, but uh, I, I mean, this kind of is – playing out how I expected a little bit where you'd have Wemby was getting, you know, the sort of, you know, the mainstream attention and deservedly. So he's been great. Uh, But you know, that the Spurs just, you know, with, with, with the talent that they have just weren't going to be all that good. Um, Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, Chet would be putting up similar numbers, not really getting the same attention, but you know, would be on what I expect to be a good thunder team. And that's kind of played out a little bit here. Um, And I, I do genuinely think, you know, it, it's easy to say because, you know, the Thunder have SGA uh, and, you know, they have Giddy, they have Dort, they have, you know, much better players than than the Spurs do. But I, I do think Chet uh, so far has kind of done more to affect winning, like in a real way. And, and yeah, Chet, like yeah. even in this game, obviously it's going to be lopsided because the score is lopsided. But, you know, Victor Wembanyama 31, Chet plus 30 in this one. A huge, you know, disparity there, even though the the um you know the stats are are fairly even you know one guy's mm-hmm. scored eight one guy scored nine you know it wasn't very uh wasn't really a good game for either of them as as you mentioned but um i just think chet so far uh you know even though you know yeah Wemby d- does get that you know national uh mainstream you know recognition most nights i think chet has been super impressive on both ends and he's yeah he's been bodied by some bigger centers so far and he's he's kind of had trouble uh, you know, hanging with some of the more physical guys in the league, but you know, he, he's able to do everything, you know, as advertised on the other end of the court, you can spread it out. He had a really nice three tonight, uh, here. I, he might've just had the one, uh, let me check. Let me, yeah. One for five, but you know, the one he mm-hmm. hit looked good. He can spread it out and, uh, you know, 
hit from the mid-range, you know, get inside. And then he's still a defensive presence for the Thunder, something they were really missing last year um, and, and has helped them to, to get off to, uh, you know, a pretty damn good start in a, in a tough West. So I've been impressed with Chet. And, you know, we already talked about Wemby, you know, uh, especially back after he had that 30-point, 38-point game against the Suns there in a win mm-hmm. um, when the Spurs were looking better than, than they have recently. Um, and you know, we, we all know what he brings to the table. I, you know, I, I, this is obviously one of his, uh, you know, down games, um, in this one, but still 14 rebounds, uh, just didn't shoot the ball particularly, particularly well on this one. Um, but you know, we also know what he brings to the table, uh, you know, as a defensive presence as well. So, you know, this isn't a game either, either of these guys are going to remember, but, I, I like, uh, you know, even that we're, you know, able to talk about this in, in terms of Chet's impact on the court, because I do think it's been kind of underrated um, in comparison to Wemby. And and one more thing I'll say about Weminyama. Uh, actually, sorry, two more things. Announcers, do, they, Fine, do we need man, to get two. a chorus? No, th- not three. Do we need to take, a, you know, a two? two I'll, I'll, I'll cut it at two. But do, mm-hmm. does it need to be like some sort of media training course? It's Wembenyama, not Wembenyana. Everyone keeps calling it yeah, Wembenyana, and I'm pretty pissed about it i thought it was just one one crew but i've heard like four different crews calling wembenyana it's wembenyama okay uh maybe it's uh maybe respect. it's a french thing man the m is actually rolls as an n yeah maybe should know that i should uh maybe yeah maybe that's a a, a knowledge gap but uh mm-hmm. whatever the case can we can we all get on the same page about this please because it's been kind of awkward but Ooh, the second now, thing how about this how about we Vic, victor wembenyama and <laughs> yana and uh shet <laughs> yeah shet yeah, shit. Uh, I like that actually. Um, but uh, no, the, the 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 whether it's Wembenyama or Wembenyana, whatever you want to say, I I think you know I I just noticed a little bit of something. I'm monitoring it. I'm not I'm not raising any alarms or any flags. He's been awesome to start the year. His the case is lifted. I didn't love his body language in the second quarter. I think he's maybe you know I, I don't think he's used to this much losing on a night-to-night basis you know this is a guy who's who's you know been fairly successful so far when he plays basketball you know he's 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 we know what kind of talent he is and he you know i think he 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 got fed uh like a lob pass that he he wasn't quite able to get um you know late in the second quarter and then just kind of jogged back didn't really get back uh you know as quick as he could uh, the the Thunder got a pretty easy layup in transition. They were scoring in transition all night. The Spurs were were kind of mm-hmm. ass at, at at defending them, uh, you know, in the open court. Um, and I'm just I'm just monitoring it because you know I, I you can kind of understand it from a guy who, uh, you know, is is clearly been competitive his whole life and and really you know has has seen success as uh, you know as as I just said and now has goes into this uh, you know pretty much for the first time into this program where you're one of the worst. Uh, you know, players in or, or t- part of one of the worst teams in in the league that you're playing in, which I don't really think is an experience he's used to having yet. And so, understandable that that that's something he you know that might get him a little bit down here. But you know, he's got to if if he's going to sort of be the player that that we all expect reach that full potential, he's got to be. I think you know if this becomes a thing again, I'm I'm not raising any alarms, but if it does, he I, I think he's got to kind of rise above that and 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 be a leader. Uh, for for this team sooner sooner rather than later, I think, you know the the young you know wide eyed French kid who doesn't really know what's going on. That's okay for now, but this is supposed to be a guy who could be the best ever. He's gonna have to 
you know, at some point here, and, and I'm talking about e- even this season, kind of grow up a, a little bit, you know, grow, g- mm-hmm. get used to the game, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, not just physically, but it's mentally. Tough. It's, it's not, it's not easy. Nope. Yeah. Just dealing with that. I mean, all the, yeah. all the greats have had to pretty much do it at yes. some point. Your, your team is going to suck. Uh, yeah. if you're actually a, a high draft pick, it's yeah. just something you're going to inherit. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'd like to see him, you know, it, yeah, again, if it becomes something that, 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 uh, you know, is is clear to see where he's not playing as hard as he could, or or you know any of that stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm monitoring that, and and hopefully he can kind of rise above it, and 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 yeah, just uh, keep playing to his full potential. Uh, you know, even if you know it, it's clear, which it might already be, that the Spurs aren't really going anywhere this year. Um, so so we'll yeah, see. That's yeah. just something I'm watching. Well, uh, it's definitely worth noting, uh, you know, as we kind of move on into this, like, uh, again, just to bring up the official stats here, uh, head to head, uh, 16.4 to 19.7. So Wembenyama and the advantage there by about three points, Uh, 8.8 rebounds for Wembenyama to uh, 7.6 at Chet. Uh, assists 2.6 to 2.5, so essentially dead even. Yep. Uh, both averaging about a steal per game, slight edge to Wembenyama. Uh, both averaging two blocks a game, slight edge again to Wembenyama, 2.3 to 2.4. So again, super close, just major, you know, yep. five categories, almost identical uh, numbers uh, outside of uh, you know total points. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a very even race. But then I think the thing that in my mind, like again, I think this is clear that Chet should be. The, in my opinion, the the rookie of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not only is he playing on a team that's number four, the fifth best team right now ranked in the Western Conference, yeah. uh, but he's doing it efficiently. Yes, uh, and, and not only that, but Wembenyama is losing inefficiently, which is yeah. good because again, this is the whole point. Like we're saying, he needs to lose. The Spurs are going to be bad. They want to be bad. They want him to blossom. Just take all the shitty shots he wants. Yeah. But look at this: fifty four percent, almost fifty five percent from the field for Chet, forty four for Wembenyama. 50% from three-point land for Chet, 29.8% for Wembenyama, 89% from the free-throw line. This guy's almost 50, 50, and 90 yep. so far. And it's only 10 games. Let's not get too uh, too horny about this, but uh, you know, 76% here for hey, it's okay. He's over 18. We can be we can be horny about it. <laughs> uh, and, but but overall, uh, you know, Chet is on par almost, you know, uh, verbatim with Wembenyama's stats but is doing it at a way yeah. better efficiency. Yeah. Uh, and his team's winning. Like, I, I don't see any argument you really can make for Wembenyama being the rookie of the year leader, aside from, you know, he's he's got all this hype and excitement around him. Like, uh, Chet, Chet has clearly been the better rookie uh, in this race, even though you know, looking at him more and more, I think he kind of looks like a like a sketchy French street magician. Like there's just something about him. I don't quite trust. He looked a little mischievous. He looks like he could really excite me. But then when I'm, uh, you know, I turn around, I uh, go reach for my Franks. Uh, there's nothing left. Uh, so, I mean, this is a, this is a guy I want to watch both on the court, but uh, you got to keep your eyes on him off the court. I don't know. I don't quite trust him. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't disagree with you there. Yeah. He does look a bit like a circus performer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, respect, respect, the incredible respect to those boy. folk. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I totally agree. Yeah, and, and yes, the the efficiency uh, numbers are you know really really jarring. It and I'm I I'm at once very impressed with what Chet's been able to do, and then kind of you know cocking an eyelid a little bit at at, at Wembenyama and saying you know because again I, I would much rather yeah. Like you, you have to take all those impressive numbers in terms of, you know, averages, points, rebounds, assists, 
um, mm-hmm. you know, with a grain of salt when you do see the, those inefficient uh, numbers. So like it's and he he's taking six more shots a game yes, than right. uh, than Chet is, and exactly. they play exactly identical thirty minutes a game. Yeah, yeah, and so like it's. I, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say, and I don't. I think you would have even expected this before the season started, that Chet is more polished uh, than Wembenyami. He's obviously older, uh, been around the NBA game all last year, even though he didn't mm-hmm. play, um, and and played, uh, you know, in, in 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 college in the U.S. as well, which is closer to the NBA game probably than than uh, what what Wembenyama had to go up against. So I'm not, you know, it's it's not. Uh, a, a shock, really. Uh, I don't think that that Chet's much more efficient, um, and that Wembenyama is struggling with that. But but again, it's uh, it's something Wembenyama like that's the biggest thing for Wembenyama to to sort of figure out right now um, is is yeah how to uh, be effective while being efficient. And there's really no there's no excuse. It's not like anyone's blocking his three point shots. It's not like anyone's uh, really even affecting him. Even if you get a good closeout on this guy, like he shouldn't be that shooting it that poorly from three. And if he is, he should probably be taking a few, uh, you know, uh, uh, some uh, fewer shots from out there if, if he can't hit them at a higher clip. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree that Chet's been been better. Um, and, and yeah, we'll see where the race goes. But I think it is these two guys, um, you know, lead, leading the pack. Uh, but, you know, shout out to Sar Thompson. Jesus Christ, what he's doing in Detroit is... Uh, absolutely unbelievable mm-hmm. yep. uh who he yep. just posterized someone Unsung. tonight uh who was it I, I forget who it was um but uh he, he he's been incredible this year in in not just you know not not the the flashy scoring stats but you know everything else rebounding block shots all the hustle categories so shout out him in this mm-hmm. race as well but uh yeah i mean the the other thing too uh you know this if you're talking about this chad and wemby sort of you know back and forth slash rivalry Love to see them guard each other a little bit more. They didn't really guard each other mm-hmm. in this game all that much. Wembenyama got the stop on a, a post fade. Yeah, yeah, man. Like it, they, they, the game obviously was kind of out of reach for the Spurs most pretty much all through the second half, so it didn't really matter. But I'd love to see you know more matchups, uh, you know, uh, b- b- between these two where they actually go head to head. Um, and to, to really see what, what they're both made of, because I think, I think there's a, there's a friendly, or at least for now, a friendly rivalry, rivalry between the two of them. I think they get compared a lot because they're similar skill sets, height, that sort of thing. So, uh, I'd love to see them go head to head properly. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get that. We'll get that opportunity down the line. Well, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. And yeah, it could be, uh, the, one of the next great rivalries that we need to see. They'll probably end up being buddies because, uh, nobody's, uh, yeah. nobody's really enemies anymore. I'd love to see it though. I'd love to see some hate <laughs> out there in the world. Uh, too much love these days, but to move on, uh, it's time to be haters, Jordan, though. We're, we're talking about, we love okay. to be, we love to hate. And we're talking about a guy that, uh, you know, we, 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 we've never minced words about, but it's James Harden and the Los Who's Angeles that? Clippers, a team that we, uh, you know, we thought, thought, we're looking at potentially the the future Western Conference champions, but uh, so far it's been trouble in paradise uh, mm-hmm. since uh, Harden's gone to La La Land. The beard and the clips, not a match made in heaven, Jordan. Uh, you know we're looking at them right now, zero and four since uh, the trade was gone down. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Nuggets as we're recording this on Tuesday night, and uh, it's not looking great for them. It looks like zero and five is uh, is definitely in play yeah. for this game. Uh, you know, as it's at halftime right now, sixty to fifty two. So still some time here for them to make up ground. But regardless. A horrible start so far to this, uh, you know, new saga in in the, the the Clippers landscape, giving up more of their future, mortgaging everything on this year, and so far they just haven't gotten the results. 
And, uh, you know, since the trade went down November 1st, the stats read this way, Jordan, 13 points for James Harden a game, <laughs> four assists, five rebounds. He's shooting 36% from three-point land and 47 from the field. Not horrible efficiency, but you got to expect a little bit better stats there, especially when you see averages from Paul George plummet. Kawhi Leonard's really nothing to, you know, rag home about either. And, uh, you know, Westbrook trying his best out there, but uh, it's just not uh, 2015 anymore. So, I mean, Jordan, this is a, uh, a concerning sight to see, uh, you know, uh, to, to say the least. But, I mean, should this be something we should be worried about long term or is this just kind of a, uh, you know, that them fueling the, themselves out so far and, uh, you know, this will all bounce back. Because right now, I don't know. It, we've seen Harden be the problem, man. We got a, a great speech <laughs> yes, about it. Yes, we did. Uh, no, he's not the system. He might just be the problem. Uh, yeah. They might have nailed the, the, the nail on the head on that one. But, uh, you know, I, I want to hear your thoughts, man. What do you, what do you think about Harden and the, the, the bad start here with the Clips? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been, you know, obviously the worst it can get. Not a single win, uh, as you point out, and, and not not just you're not it's not they, hardly any of these were good losses i think they, the the first two were mm-hmm. to the knicks and the nets whatever you know you're on the road uh you know new york uh the new york fever or whatever they call it whatever i'll give you a pass for those but to get absolutely fucking destroyed as kendrick perkins demonstrated belt belt whipped uh by <laughs> whipped. by yeah. the, by we the gotta Mavericks. Get perk on the podcast man <laughs> if he would do it that would be awesome he is like he and is you know, he is a big dog he is he is uh one of the og big dogs and he i'm pretty sure he breeds dogs and sells them little those little uh dude we gotta this could be there could be some dogs here. or whatever. anyone if kendrick perkins if you're listening come, come on, on kendrick get on the pod we we need to be friends yeah i don't even care if you come on the podcast we just need to be involved <laughs> yes but you know it was good to demonstration by him it is what the you know, Luca and the Mavericks uh, sort of tend to do to the Clippers, uh, at least more recently, uh, just absolutely destroyed them. Like, I, I don't know, uh, you know, what you're supposed to take away from that if if, if you are the Clips. But, you know, in, in that one, yeah, 14 points for James Harden. He was semi-efficient, but really wasn't that aggressive. Um, and, and you had just, uh, you know, just mediocre showings from everybody else. The offense kind of got going there in the second half. They did put up 126, but they give up 144. And then what's even worse is losing to the Grizzlies. Previously, I mm-hmm. think they just had one win. Uh, but, but before yeah. that, team, team we had we talked about last week, saying, just, well, you know, what, what the hell is going on? Will they be one of the worst teams in the league this year?" And yeah, they 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 are, they pull out a close win yeah. on the road yes. against the Clippers. Yes, you're and, telling me that those banners of uh, you know the, the 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 current roster over all the Lakers championships uh, isn't isn't motivating them enough? I Maybe know. you should get one of Chris Kamen in an All Star. <laughs> yeah. That would get me. That that, uh, that would fire me up. El- motivate Elton me. Brand, uh, Corey Maggette. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some yep. you know legends. Danny in Manning. Like, yeah, um, but like, yeah, James Harden now and again, you've got you know, Paul George who had a great showing. Otherwise, everyone else uh, just kind of looked like shit. And James Harden, four for 12, one for seven. I believe that was the game where he, uh, you know, wiped off the bottom of his shoe, uh, did, a, did a step back over <laughs> Santi Aldama and, and missed almost everything. Yeah. Um, Classic Harden, man. That's a good, that was an all-timer. I just, I actually, am, I don't know how he keeps hoodwinking everyone. The Sixers, every, I, I don't know if he maybe paid the Sixers or, you know, uh, who's who's James Harden's friend? Is it Da Baby or Lil Baby? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe he got him involved in kind of, uh, I, I, I don't know, br- bribing the Sixers players to lie mm. to reporters and say that James Harden was in good shape Organized this year. crime. Because what the fuck they is... They might just sh- get hit with the Rico. <laughs> what, what, shape, what shape is he in? This isn't good shape. I mean, he looks... 
like I've never seen him look so stiff. Like he he and, and when he doesn't when he's not dribbling, he's, the he's ball, still got one foot in the fat suit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And when he's not dribbling the ball, he literally is just like standing around, almost like you know, with his with his like hip uh, cocked to one side, like as if he's not even. <laughs> If he needed to run like for his life, he wouldn't even be able to. It's just, mm. it's, it's, it's really been pathetic from him. Uh, and the worst part is, is I don't think he really cares anymore. Like, I don't even think he can like pretend even in like interviews and stuff. He just says, Oh yeah, we just got to be patient. You know, we'll figure it out. Oh, Man, yeah. we, we've been saying this since the start of this podcast. Again, this is the third year now. Like, like even back when he was on the Brooklyn Nets, we said yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. No. They could win the championship. They could miss the playoffs entirely. He doesn't give a shit yeah. regardless. He really doesn't care. Yeah, and now I mean, like th- this is this is like the the blessing and the curse if you are the Clippers, like in a market like L.A. It's like I feel like especially with, with you know the, the the four top line guys that they have, uh, you know Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, they're all back home in, in Southern California where they all grew up. I honestly feel like all of them are just like, ah, basketball, whatever. I'm here. My family's here. My friends are here. The weather's amazing. You know, I just they go all the game. rooted for the Lakers growing up, man. This <laughs> exactly. doesn't matter to them. It's a big conspiracy. Yeah. It's like, I, I just, I genuinely think that might be a bit of an issue, especially for James Harden. I mean, how, the strip clubs in LA, I mean, I've never, uh, you know, partaken, but I'm sure, uh, you know, there, there's lots for him to do to keep his mind off basketball. If, if, if that's kind of where his life is going. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I just, none of them seem like there's any sense of urgency at all. They haven't mm-hmm. looked like they fit particularly well together, even though that was the one thing that I thought they maybe could have, you know, a, a, a finally with, with, uh, uh, you know, distributor like James Harden, they could actually look like they fit together, but him and Russ have not, uh, you know, looked looked great together. Uh, you know, in a flashback a to the Houston game. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this is. It's not like we haven't seen this before. This I know. is worse versions of both of them. They played on the same team three times. I and know. The only time that it worked was when they had Kevin Durant and Serge Ibaka <laughs> and James Harden was coming off the bench. Yes. Well, that's the thing. It's like I feel. So, I almost feel bad for Russ at this point because it's not even his fault. He's the only one of the four who's trying. For God's sake. I mean, in this this Grizzlies game, he was the only starter. Uh, you know. Paul George was plus two with his fucking 26, seven and seven, you know, uh, and, and, and Russell Westbrook was the only other starter, um, with, with a positive plus minus at plus 10, the best of the starters. He was actually played with some energy out there and actually was able to mm-hmm. make a few things happen. Um, he's been better this year. It, well, Still pretty ugly, say, but I mean, like, but say what he, you he will cares. about him. Yes. That, that's what I say. What you will about him. He cares. He tries. He shows up every night. He rarely misses time. He gives you, uh, you know, a hundred percent out there, even though a lot of the time that's not what you want. Um, but you know, they, it's just, it, it, it's not fitting. And I actually thought that this whole, let's start the four stars plus Zubach. I thought that was actually the best idea. I, I, I'll admit I was wrong about that. That, that, that is not working. They're going to need one of, uh, uh, you know, these guys go to the bench and the only one that makes sense is Russ, but then Russ is going to be pissed off again. And you're going to have a whole yeah. other, uh, you know, season of, of grumpy Russ, which just, you know, tanked the and Lakers how, last how, year they had he, to get rid of him. He really can't, he can't run with second unit guys anymore no. either because he's not going to make them good enough for it to work yeah. and he's gonna you know if he doesn't believe in the guys he's playing with he's gonna end up taking all these shots and then we're back to where we were at the lakers yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's a bit of a mess i don't know how they're gonna fix it uh and and the the other issue i mean we maybe need to do that we're gonna do this segment that we always do each year who's the big dog who the fuck is the mm-hmm. big dog on the clippers because paul george is not very uh you know 
vocal or assertive as a leader, uh, you know, at least mm-hmm. from the outside. Kawhi doesn't fucking say anything. He just, you know, leads by example, quote unquote. But his example is playing every other night uh, and, and you know, seemingly not really caring about what the team does. Uh, and and Russ and, and James Harden, no, you know, J- James Harden isn't particularly, you know, a leader of men. Uh, I don't think that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. And no one respects Russ enough to really, uh, you know, get behind him. So I, I don't know who uh, is going to sort of, you know, keep all these guys in line and, and Ty Lu for as good of a coach he is, he's like a player friendly coach. He's, he's a guy that these guys, um, you know, like, but I don't think he he's, he's a guy who, uh, is gonna, you know, come, come in there and, you know, uh, bring the hammer down on any of these guys. I don't really think that's his style. Uh, and so I, I don't see how it really gets better. Uh, and, and I don't know, I, I, I thought it would, I, I thought they'd take this a bit more serious, seriously. I thought they'd play with some joy and some sort of, you know, they'd be galvanized a bit to, to, to put mm-hmm. all their talent together and make something happen. But so far they just look lazy and pathetic. Classic Clippers. Well, uh, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if the Clippers can bounce back and, uh, you know, find a way to, to make this all work with James Harden. But, uh, again, so far not looking so good. Uh, but let's shift our focus, Jordan. You know, we're talking about a team that we thought was going to be great, uh, that has kind of turned out to be shitty. Uh, let's focus on a team that at least I didn't think was going to be good. I know you were bigger on them than I was. Uh, and, you know, right now it, it's it's hard to say where they're at. But uh, after starting 0-3, the Houston Rockets have rattled off six straight wins to, to now put themselves, you know, in the, the, the upper echelon of the Western Conference and really the NBA as a whole. Uh, this is a... a a pretty surprising, you know, a, a thing to see uh, a, a team that, you know, last year, the last really two, three seasons have been just horrible bottom of the barrel. And, you know, that uh, this this offseason where they spent a lot of money bringing in Dylan Brooks, uh, bringing up the uh, the Brinks truck for Fred Van Vliet. Uh, but seemingly it's, it's paid off so far, Jordan, some close games here against the Pelicans and the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, also some dominant ones against the shorthanded Kings. And uh, of course, the, the the Los Angeles Lakers getting blown out by uh, oh, you know, yeah. thirty points there. Yeah. Uh, a crazy one uh, at home here in Houston. But yeah. the next game up against the Clippers that we just talked about. You know, do you see that uh, this Rockets streak uh, continues, or do you think that maybe some of this is a little bit fluky? No, you uh, you said it. I, I go back to our you know preview. Uh, I I like the Rockets uh, quite a bit. I was high on them, and I I don't remember exactly what I said, but. Um, I, I seem to recall that I, I had, you know, play in as sort of, uh, you know, being in the play in mix as a realistic thing for, for this Rockets team. Maybe I was too low on these boys because, uh, Dylan Brooks is, uh, a, apparently one of the most efficient shooters in the NBA. Fred Van 53% Vliet, from three. <laughs> he's, he's insane. It's insane. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, uh, you know, is, is, uh, not, uh, one of the most efficient shooters in the Not NBA, efficient. but uh, <laughs> 38 from the floor, but has been doing his thing. Uh, had 26 against the Rockets has been hitting big shots for this team. Uh, you know, down, down the stretch of games, uh, been leading them in minutes, uh, you know, pretty, pretty handily, which, which he's, uh, he's also used to. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think for, for the Rockets, like, I, the, I, I like the way that they fit together. I just think they put together this team in a very smart way and, and really, brought in veterans that slotted perfectly next to the young talent that they already had to sort of uh, just, just augment what they can do. And I think that's, that's kind of what's going on here. I mean, they don't have a particularly, uh, you know, good bench, at least so far they've been dealing with injuries. Whitmore hasn't really played the, the, the other uh, Thompson uh, brother hasn't played very much. They've even missed 
like a guy like Jay Sean Tate, who I think is going to be, you know, one of their most important bench players. He's he's missed some time, so it, it's mm-hmm. it's not really been uh, you know sort of this this you know ten man effort. I think it's really the yeah. the star has been this starting five, which is honestly like one of one of the I think the the starting fives in the league that I like the most because you've got yes you got uh, uh, Jalen Green in in the backcourt there who. Last year, we know the crazy shots he took. The, the we know the inefficiency, the the way that he uh, just you know wasn't really playing a winning brand of basketball. The perfect guy to slot in next to him is Fred Van Vliet, who defends his ass off, who is a professional, who's one of the most well respected guys in the league. Who uh, Green knows, you know, this guy got a fucking uh, you know NBA Finals MVP vote for God's sake. He's going to be the one running the show. He's going to have the ball in his hands, and Fred Van Vliet has been able to the sort of you know get the ball to to Green in places where he's going to be successful. He's Right around 19 points per game this year, uh, been been uh, and and much more efficient. Uh, and I think he's shooting 40% from three this year. Uh, Jalen Green is, uh, and and that's 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 incredible for for, for a young guy to to kind of have that turnaround. Um, and then you know, in between Green and their other youngster uh, Jabari Smith, you have uh, Dylan Brooks, who I know everyone sort of questioned what he would do, but just if you just look at these uh, nine games or whatever this year, he's been the perfect guy to put in there. Another guy defends like crazy, goes out, uh, plays really hard, uh, has played the right way at least this year. You know, hasn't gotten any any uh, you know unnecessary scuffles or anything crazy this year. Yeah. So far, yeah, it'll come, it'll come. Um, and and yeah, as, as, until they play the Warriors, man, oh, him man. and Draymond, they're squaring up center court. Ding, ding, ding. Who's gonna get the other in a chokehold first? I mean, we, they, we'll see. November twentieth. <laughs> circle your calendars. It's coming up soon. But but you know the efficiency has been off the charts for him. He's been great. And then like uh, even though the Shangun Jabari Smith front court, uh, you know these are two really young guys who are still figuring it out. Shangun has been fucking awesome. Jesus Christ, he's I was turning say, into the one the one guy you haven't mentioned well, yet. Probably their best player so far. Yeah, turning into one of the best offensive centers in the league. Uh, his his growth spurt has really helped him uh, to sort of hold his own defensively a little bit as well. I think he's improved. He's not the strongest there, but Jabari Smith is uh, you know a, a good defender or at least you know has the tools so that slots in nicely. I just like how every piece sort of fills a role. I think it's very very well defined what everyone does in that starting five. They've got good size uh, aside from Freddie, of course. Um, I just, I just like the way they're constructed a lot. And and I thought that uh, Emo Odoka was going to bring some, you know, uh, sort of badass energy to this team as well. And it's all, mm-hmm. it's all worked out according to plan so far. Now, I mean, they, they've gotten lucky with, with some of these, you know, be, beating the nuggets, uh, you know, obviously without Jamal Murray. Uh, and when, when they beat the Pelicans, they, they Pelicans have been fucking beat up recently as well too. So, We'll see if this can continue, but um, so far, uh, you know, dream start for them. And, and I, I do think they are the real deal, you know, not as a championship contender or anything, but as a as a competent, competitive team in the West, I, I think it'll continue. Yeah, uh, I think that, you know, I, I definitely I said they were going to be one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. You did. Own up maybe they won't maybe they won't get that bad. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Maybe they could get into that, you know, second tier of the the play in the nine or 10 seeds. I yeah. do believe in them a little bit more. They've shown that they can do it, but I, I, I do think you know, there's concerns around the depth. There's still so much inexperience. Yes, yeah. uh, I, Dylan Brooks is not going to be playing this efficient all season. If he does, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to put something on that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Come on. Uh, but that is a, uh, that, that, that's a tough one. Uh, and, and again, like this team just in total, I feel like one, now the team's, 
are going to be focusing in on them. Like they're they're six and three. They they're they're hot right now. They're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive on the Houston Rockets than they've been doing the last couple of seasons. The scouting report's going to be a lot more in depth. Maybe uh, ten pages instead of two. Uh, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see guys targeting weaknesses. Jalen Green getting switch. Uh, you know, getting uh, taller guys on Van Vliet. Uh, making uh, you know Jabari Smith guard you down low in the post. Yep. These are there's a lot of ways that you can kind of abuse these guys, especially on that end of the court. Uh, it's really uh, you know the, the the neutralizing them on offense is the, the thing that I circle as being a lot harder, which is surprising because I kind of thought this would be uh, a mishmash of guys who uh, you know kind of like to do their own thing on offense. And if yep. you don't play their style, then it doesn't work. But you know the, the, this they, they've looked. Good offensively. Yep. Uh, they, they've shared the rock really, really well. Uh, you know, nobody's averaging over twenty, but they're starting five all over. Uh, you know, into, into double digits. Yep. Uh, Alperen yep. Sengun and Jalen Green, nineteen points apiece there. Uh, so they're, they're finding ways to, as you said, fill their roles, play it, and you know, not not do anything too extra. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that you know, Ime is bringing you know. Uh, a good you know, championship caliber experience. You know, obviously I uh, wasn't able to pull the, 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 the win off in the NBA got finals horny, uh, with the Celtics. Yeah. He, he was a little too horny. Yeah. That, 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 that's safe to say. Uh, who knows? Maybe that's his good luck charm. Maybe uh, he's got a new flame down in Houston. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see in the off season, but I think he called uh, James you know, Harden uh, and just asked for, you know, the spots to hit. I mean, do you think they it's called? still crazy that Harden didn't go back? I can't, I, I, I thought that that was a done deal. I know. Uh, but uh, yeah, what, what can you do? Uh, but yeah, this is a, 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 a overall team that I think he, they just got, guys who are serious about winning and you know those young guys don't have th- and this is kind of what we said with charlotte you need to have guys in there that are just going to hold people accountable and yeah. if they see you being a dumbass and not caring and taking all these uh, you know shifts off and yeah. this goes for coaches as well because there's a lot of coaches out there that are spineless and uh we'll just you know they want to collect their paycheck they want to be bad they aren't going to try and correct these behaviors and then they're going to be shocked when they're fired and the organization goes to shit and the guy's traded and everything goes to you know down the tube yeah but this is a a, a team that Looks like they're interested in being decent, they're in being competitive, and you know, actually trying this season. And in the NBA, crazy enough, if you try every night, yes, good things will probably happen. Yep. Like we saw Utah last year, not again, not even really want to be good, but they were good because they went out there and they competed. Yep. So, uh, you know, if the Rockets are in that play-in mix at this point, I wouldn't be surprised because you know what, I can respect the Rockets this year. Just something I haven't been able to say in a long, 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 long time, even when they were good. I didn't really respect them some of the time. <laughs> yes, so yes. Uh, this is a, a a team that I think, you know, maybe isn't going to be frisky, but this is a good sign for the future. You know, if they can kind of figure this out and uh, get everything on the uh, off on the right foot this season, I don't, I don't see what's stopping them from actually, you know, taking the next step, uh, you know, maybe being a, a potential, you know, playoff contender uh, in the next two seasons. But, uh, yep. you know, that's a, that, that's something we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see how that's going to play out. Uh, and the last thing we're going to talk about here, Jordan, the streak was finally broken. 50 points were scored, but the player got the win. Tyrese Maxey mm-hmm. and the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, you know, they lost to the, the Pacers uh, last night when you guys were listening to this, or even potentially two nights ago uh, on a Tuesday night. But on Sunday night, they got the dub over the Pacers, and uh, it was a, a fantastic performance from Tyrese Maxey. Uh, you know, took 32 shots, but he was still, uh, you know, efficient doing it. Uh, 57 and five for the the youngster, showing them that uh, they they really don't need James Harden. Such a James Harden heavy podcast, you never would have thought. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, really taking the reins there. Him and Embiid combining for 87 points in this one, uh, getting the win in a high scoring matchup. I mean, Jordan, this is exactly what they need from a guy like Maxi. If you're getting go of James Harden, you need someone to fill those that void. And offensively, he has done it 
no problem. A little bit more of a, you know getting a, his own shot rather than you know, facilitating for Embiid perhaps, but he's still doing well as a facilitator. He's crashing the boards. He's trying on defense. And I mean, if you're a Philly fan, I mean, this is uh, this has got to look promising right now. This is a kid that you kind of got to steal if, uh, in that draft, getting him late. Yeah, yeah, Tw- pick number twenty-one or whatever it was. Like he, I, mm-hmm. I, I was, I wasn't buying fully into the maxi hype before this year. You know, people were saying like, "Oh, he's going to be an all-star this year." With you know, if if they trade James Harden or if James Harden doesn't play, um, you know that he's he's going to do all these amazing things. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, he hasn't had this much pressure on his shoulders yet. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of just been an additive thing for for the Sixers, and and yeah, he showed out especially, you know, the first time I really was like, oh, he, he maybe got something was that, that series against the Raptors uh, in the playoffs yeah. a couple years ago when, when he was just amazing. Um, but I wasn't fully buying into it. But like, uh, again, I, I was completely wrong. He he is uh, amazing. And he, he you know, it, if it, unless something really crazy happens, he, he will be an all-star. And, and as people are pointing out, maybe sniffing all NBA. I, again, I think that's a bit much, uh, you know, to, to, to sort of go there at this point of the season. But all-star mm-hmm. conversation for sure. I mean, th- yeah. I fifth, mean, through ten games, if you if fifth, the season ends well, today, he's he's probably in that uh, that top one of those top spots. Twenty nine points per game, five boards, seven assists, fifty forty three ninety three. Like you can't get much better than that uh, as an offensive yeah. uh, player. And the biggest thing is he went from like four and a half points per game, or sorry, assists per game last year to those seven something assists per game this year and his turnovers this year are down he's he's averaging less turnovers by like uh you know a a couple uh uh, decimal or percentage points or whatever um uh of of a full uh turnover uh than he was last year that's just insane to increase your assists by that much almost double them Mm -hmm. and and not see your turnovers go up a little bit like it's just the way he's been taking care of the ball has been insane uh the way he's been able to score and facilitate kind of at the same time without missing a beat. Uh, it's been amazing. And, and, you know, I think, I think maybe I gave him bulletin board material when I said he's the worst defender uh, in the NBA. I still think uh, he does look like he's a bad, a, 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 you know, a, a suitcase or no, which, what am I saying? A pillowcase full of feathers on, uh, you know, on the defensive end when he's guarding on the perimeter, but in his 50 piece, he had three blocks in that game. So, you know, maybe he can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pull a Dwayne Wade and, and, and become a really good shot blocking guard. Uh, you know, if he can't actually stay in front of anyone on the perimeter, uh, but maybe you can improve in that area as well. But um, luckily though, for the Sixers, it's like, you know, you have Maxi who's just this in- incredible offensive force. You, you, whatever you maybe have some weakness, you know, weaknesses on the perimeter, you know, so guys can drive past Maxi and Joel Embiid is waiting for you at the rim. It's not like you have weakness, uh, you know, a, in, in interior defense, uh, you know, if, if, if you're the Sixers. So it's a good, the, mm-hmm. like those two, the synergy that they have are just awesome. And, and the off the court stuff as well. I mean, like, you know, uh, hopefully Kelly Oubre is doing okay. Got hit by a fucking car, uh, you know, the, the, Crazy. The, the other day when he was getting off to an incredible season, uh, you know, looks like, you know, he will play again, uh, you know, uh, th- this year, which is, uh, you know, the best possible outcome. But, you know, Maxi gets interviewed after the game. He, doesn't want to talk about you know his his scoring uh you know performance he's like just wants you know to make it all about Kelly Oubre uh you know showed sort of demonstrated how beloved he is in Philadelphia you know people around there talk about him as he's just like the best kid the hardest worker um and and so yeah I'm glad it's paying off for him this year and and uh the the chemistry in the Sixers is the best it's been since 
since God, I don't know when before the before the Ben Simmons uh, pass out of the dunk against the Hawks when when the Sixers yeah, were the number one yeah. seed and and that feels like forever ago, but it's just been a mess since then. And finally, they're they're looking good, you know, top of the East. Um, and you know, it's that it, the, if they keep playing this well, they they might have to reevaluate if you're the Sixers what you do this year because I think the the consensus was let's trade James Harden and we'll go after another star this summer, but we know these windows are not open for as long as teams ever expect. We know this Joel Embiid being healthy thing might not be, uh, you know, the reality forever. So do you, do you go and do you dangle this 2028 unprotected Clippers pick that you just got mm-hmm. and see if you can upgrade? Uh, that's going to be a, a question they're going to have to answer here. Cause they're, I, I think even for them, they're, they're doing better than they thought. And and yeah, it's, it's all because uh, you know, Embiid's playing at a high level, but mostly Maxi just exploding this mm-hmm. year. He's just been amazing. Well, they've taken that next step. And uh, I I think that, you know, this is, I I can't say that I envisioned them being better without James Harden. I kind of thought that this would be tough. You know, again, the, uh, I never looked at Maxi as being a a starting point guard that is going to be your lead facilitator. And, uh, you know, he's, he's proven me wrong so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, you know, he's put a lot more emphasis on just dishing the rock out. And I guess this is more just, you know, he was uh, an animal of his environment. You know, he, he wasn't handling the ball in a position where he was ma- needing to be a playmaker. He was out there as a third scoring option. Yeah. He was just, you know, get get some buckets, be springy, uh, bring some energy. And uh, th- th- that was pretty much it. Like, uh, this is not a, a bad thing for him to, you know, be that role last year and then now kind of show us, okay, you know what? I can uh, I can, I can sp- uh, share the sugar a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, and, and all in all, I'm happy to see it. And as much as I don't really want to see the Sixers be good, yes, I would please. rather they no, suck. Fuck, fuck them. Fuck uh, but bias aside, this is a, a, a frisky team. It's a, a pretty fun team. I would like Embiid to flop a little bit less. But, I mean, <laughs> other than that, this is a, a team that could go far. Like you said, like the Eastern Conference is wide open right now. Like shit is is pretty – it's probably still runs through Boston if we're being, uh, we're being real here. But they're top – they're number one still in the yep. Eastern Conference, the, the, the Sixers are. And uh, the other, the, the Bucks are struggling. Uh, you know, the Heat are kind of getting back into it a little bit here with the win on Tuesday night. But uh, you know, we've still seen them struggle. Uh, and there's really no clear cut, full blown contenders in the East outside the Celtics. Like they could, they could make their run and finally get back to the conference finals. And I don't think a lot of people thought or envisioned them doing that this yep. year. I thought, yep. I think a lot of people Definitely. thought this would be another year where you kind of develop and see where Maxi gets you. So uh, I think all in all, I don't, you know. It's kind of like what I said about Dylan Brooks, and it's with every player in the NBA that's averaging any kind of crazy statistics right now. Yeah. They're not going to cool keep, it. you know, being as efficient. They're cool off a little bit at some point. It's bound to happen. It just doesn't doesn't work that way. But I I won't say that I'm like a hundred percent out. Like if they can stay in the top two, uh, you know, and be a dominant Eastern Conference powerhouse, and you know, have a good season, he keeps up. Uh, you know, being a, a good playmaker and keeping a scoring average, you know, around that 24, 25 point per game mark. No. He could get some all NBA uh, consideration, but, you know, all-star is definitely on the table here. Uh, I, and that's awesome for a guy and, and, you know, just his third season, I believe. Uh, so this is a, a, a great look for the 76ers. Great look here for Tyrese Maxey. And, uh, you know, if they can string this together, you know, maybe Embiid finally is able to to play some meaningful basketball uh, later on in the season, past that second oh. round. And uh, the, the the Sixers fans, they've been hungry. They've been dying for a, a deep run. And uh, it, it's been a long time since the day of the days of AI. And uh, I don't know. I, I It kind of is nice to see a short, springy, and uh, fast young guard kind of take the reins there. So, uh, you know, maybe we got something brewing there 
in uh, in, in Liberty City. But uh, yeah, he better. I, I I need to see him at some point do the do the old AI when AI used to put his hand behind mm-hmm. his ear, you know, uh, yeah. look up to the crowd. Um, you know, in a respectful way, of course, uh, you know, uh, the answer, you know, is, is, is one of one, but uh, I'd love to see Maxi pull that out this year. I think that'd be cool. Well, everybody, we want to hear what you think, but any, any of the shit we talked about really, yeah, uh, or anything any. else you want to talk about, man. Uh, we're all here life at big dog ball talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously. Uh, big dog life talk coming out soon. <laughs> uh, at big dog ball talk, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Get a epic dog ball talk. Uh, yeah, TikToks are coming. Jordan coming. promises. He promises. Uh, Instagram. But this has been Big Dog Ball Talk. Give us that follow. Yep. And uh, stay up to date with all of our uh, latest updates on the show when we're email. uploading uh, generally Mondays and Fridays, but uh, sometimes not. Yeah. Just like the special Wednesday yep, one special that you're getting Wednesday right now. Sometime. Uh, it, it's special, not late. That's what we're <laughs> yeah, calling it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, this has been Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always says. <sighs> Don't 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 under, uh, don't under, <laughs> see this actually plays into the point. Don't underestimate uh, how old uh, you are getting. Just as a person, Matt mm. uh, played basketball uh, last week, uh, went a little bit too hard, uh, then slept on it wrong. A couple nights later, uh, sprained my rib. Sprained my rib. Sprained? You can't sprain a rib. Uh, ask my chiropractor, bitch. Way, it's man. called a sprained rib. Chiropractor's a pussy. Look, he's it, taking you for a fucking look, ride, man. Look, You're look. giving that guy a hundred dollars. Oh, oh, it was spray. covered by benefits. Look. All right, look, it, sure. it, okay, it cool, slipped man. out. My rib slipped out. I was in an immense no, pain. Cool. I know how you feel, Kelly Oubre. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, with you. It was the um, same. But uh, you know, same. I got my back cracked. I feel better. But it's because I didn't stretch, Matt. So I'm, I'm worried about you. I'm, I'm worried about your your ACL. You know, your your Achilles tendon. As we as we yeah, age, I'm a natural athlete. Now, as we I, age, I can, I can uh, you know I can come off the couch and give you 30 points in a, in a minute. This man. attitude. You is know the that problem. I can do it. Man. Now you're gonna hurt yourself, man. <laughs>